The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the guests' own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of AIHA. AIHA does not endorse any guest or the entity that they represent. On this episode of the Healthier Workplaces Show, Impulse Noise Management, coming up next. Welcome to a new season of AIHA's Healthier Workplaces Show. I'm your host, Bob Krell, founder and publisher at Healthy Indoors Media. On this initial installment, we'll be talking about noise management and, in particular, AIHA's upcoming PDC on Firearms Impulse Noise Management. Stay with us. The newly updated 6th edition of the Noise Manual is available at the AIHA University Bookstore. This edition contains new chapters on impulse noise, ototoxicants, fit testing, and community exposure. Noise is an omnipresent hazard for industrial hygienists and OEHS practitioners. Find the right information with this valuable resource for noise prevention and more in your workplace and communities. Update your noise knowledge today. Available in print and digital formats. Visit AIHA.org noise for a free preview. Welcome back uh, to uh, the Healthier Workplaces show. Uh, we're starting off our 2024 season uh, with this episode. So, guys, thanks thanks for joining us today. Uh, interesting topic. We'll be talking on uh, the uh, hands-on exercise in firearm impulse noise measurement, which I think is a really interesting topic. It's a new one for us here. So I'd like to welcome Chris, Rob, and Colin uh, to the program. Uh, and I guess I guess the first, uh, first order of business, can you evaluate, you know, and elaborate on that uh, hand the hands-on exercise and firearm impulse noise management course. Uh, how does that really address the specific needs uh, in occupational hygienists? And, you know, and this is both for military and law enforcement, I'm assuming, right? This is for anybody that's involved with firearms. It is anybody with firearms. And it also extends itself into industrial noise exposure as well. And how do you deal with a, a workplace that has both, you know, Gaussian or continuous noise and impulse noise and the measurement challenges when you have both of those together. And this program is, I'm assuming this is a relatively new course or no? Is it... This is the first time it's being offered as a PDC. Yes. Uh, we had a pop-up session at the conference uh, in Phoenix uh, last year, uh, and there will be an education session and a PDC uh, at uh, the 2024 conference. And in the uh, in the deep south section, the local section down here in Louisiana, we had a similar event um, where we did a, a skeet shooting event uh, with and where we talked about the topics of impulse and impact noise and specifically how to measure those things and how what kind of instruments were valuable and what kind of uh, readings on the instruments were the most valuable in that. So this is kind of a continuation of that uh, local section meeting. And, yeah, uh, and I think it, let me, let me throw this in there. I think this hands-on activity is, is going to be super fun 
And it's going to be a way that we can, uh, at least for me, I learn better by doing. So I think once we shoot and then we evaluate that data, I think those lessons learned are going to stick with the participants um, a little bit easier. So how did you uh, all three get involved in this in development of this course and, uh, you know, the implementation of it? Well, I, I'm on the noise committee, the AIHA noise committee, and um, we've been talking about, you know, hosting PDCs in the past. And we had, Chris and I had discussed for a while the idea of having like a skeet shooting or some kind of shooting component to talk about impulse and impact noise, because it's something that uh, is probably a, of a very complicated topic like noise, impulse and impact noise specifically is in itself very misunderstood and uh, not really well talked about and, and understood by practitioners in, in our belief. And, and so we, we felt like this was going to be our chance to have a hands-on activity that was interesting to people. People would want to be involved in this and, uh, and help us learn about those topics specifically. Yeah, before Dr. Rob, before I met Dr. Rob here, I, I knew no one really talking about impulse and impact noise as it relates to our noise dosimetry results and how it contributes to the daily dose of, of workers in an industrial setting, not just military and, and police officers. Those are kind of obvious, but we have impulse and impact noise likely in most industrial settings. And we need to talk more about how our, our instrumentation is limiting our capabilities of accurately measuring these, uh, these non-Gaussian work environments. Now, it seems, you know, since this, this course is gonna involve live firing exercises, right? And, and pulse noise management. So, and this is both from the shooter perspective as well as the bystanders, right? There's gonna be observers here at the class. So how do you uh, ensure that you have a safe, uh, safe management uh, you know, of, of this program as you implement it and uh, collect the data on the test range. So we've got several things in place to help with that. Well, one, I'm a instructor, both a rifle and shotgun instructor. I'm also a range safety officer. Uh, the facility that we are going to be uh, doing this live fire and uh, classroom setting, uh, they have a, uh, a full-time range safety officer that will be participating in the class. It's there to make sure that there is proper instruction on safe handling and use of firearms, as well as to observe throughout the, the measurement activities, everybody's being safe, we're keeping you know, muscles pointed down range, uh, things of that nature. We're also gonna be using an indoor range. And so that allows us to have some, some stalls where we can put you know, one instructor with a firearm, with someone who's there experiencing that uh, noise. And so we put microphones in fixed positions, we can even attach uh, shotguns and rifles to uh, shooting sleds, so you don't even have to hold them, uh, which is typically how we would measure it from a you know a research standpoint. And so with with that in a very controlled environment, uh, we should be able to keep everybody uh, quite safe. Yeah, and I'll, I'll further that. Dr. Rob's got some really cool suppressors that he's bringing. We're gonna have fun with that. He's gonna we're gonna shoot without a suppressor and shoot with a suppressor. So we have engineering controls. And most of these fire ranges have glass in between so the participants can stand outside of the glass and make the observation. So you have distance with a barrier in between. Plus we have hearing. Hmm. And of course, 
We'll have PPE. We'll have earplugs. Uh, we're also going to be showing um, how uh, active electronic ear earmuffs work that are designed for shooters and how they allow noise in at certain times and when they block out impulse noise, uh, be able to actually see that through a measurement uh, graph of the waveform. Uh, so it should be a lot of uh, both things that are both safety related and, you know, interactive and educational as part of that. So there, uh, there's a, uh... A bunch of standards, right, that you have to adhere to as far as uh, safety and uh, equipment testing and stuff, such as military standards and uh, OSHA and uh, ACGIH and uh, probably some other ones, right? So, uh, how is that a challenge to uh, incorporate all those aspects of all those things into this uh, training program? I think that's the one of the key takeaway lessons from this is how those different hearing limits from the different organizations um, relate to each other, how they're measured how they may or may not be actually adequate to protect hearing, particularly uh, some of the, the very basic 140 dB don't exceed limits uh, are probably not adequate. And we can show that through some of the instrumentation and through some of that observation experience. Uh, and so we will be examining the ACGIH TLV, the OSHA PEL, uh, who has an impulse noise limit for children. And we're also gonna be looking at the main military standard, which is uh, military standard 1474E, that doesn't just look at peak impulse, it also looks at the area under the curve of that impulse. And so it is more of a dB millisecond time uh, integrating factor. Yeah, and we're supposed to be looking for impulse and impact noise uh, consistently and, and all the time, right, in the work environment. And a lot of us industrial hygienists, we perform sound level surveys, I don't know, every three years, every two years or as needed. However, we, they're not performed that often is my point. However, we do a lot of noise dosimetry. So we're gonna offer up um, a measurement by the noise dosimeter that it won't identify impact and impulse noise, but we're using it as kind of a threshold to investigate for impact and impulse noise. Then we're gonna get into the limitations of the actual instrumentation that uh, most industrial hygienists have uh, they're limited to the capabilities, the accurate capabilities of measuring impulse and impact noise. Yeah, I think that was one of your, your earlier questions, how we got involved in that. For me, I had a student uh, come to me and said, I want to do my senior design project on firearm noise and suppressors. I want to go out and measure it, see how effective they are. You know, our manufacturer's claims accurate. And like, great, this sounds, sounds fantastic. And we go out there with all of your standard industrial hygiene instrumentation, and you look at the values and go, no these are absolutely wrong and so um, the standard kit that you know an ih would have for measuring impulse noise um, is going to under predict or undervalue the impulse noise dramatically by multiple times orders of magnitude and so that's part of this education is how do you select that right instrument for the that's up to the challenge of this task interesting and and, and then on top of that just when we did this at the local section, one of the things that was interesting to me is how a lot of the agencies don't agree on the definition of impulse and impact noise. So we're going to talk through that. What is the like? What is the definition? And then what is this magical threshold that we need to make sure? And what weighting uh, is associated with this? They don't agree. So we're going to have this lively discussion around what is the definition of impulse and impact noise. So this this is. Uh, one of the first times that you're officially doing the class, you said you, you did, a, 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 you introduced it in Phoenix. We introduced the, the, like the measurement results. It was a graphical depiction of, of how do you measure it? What are the results and comparing it to things we're more familiar with. 
like measuring the impulse noise of a soda can and a balloon and a hammer on anvil and some of those things. And we'll be doing some of that in this uh, conference as well. Instead of just reporting it on a on an interactive chart, we're actually going to measure a mouse trap and a rat trap. Um, so that way you can get used to the instrumentation in a, in a safe classroom environment before going to the live fire measurements. Um, so yeah, we've not actually at the AIJ main conference uh, done something quite this ambitious. So this class is, is a little bit, the format of this class, the way it's being delivered is a little bit of a departure right from a typical PDC at an AIHA national event, right? So how, how does it differ? Uh, I think you might think of it as a bonus technical tour. Uh, we're gonna be taking a bus from the main conference. Uh, we're going up to a facility uh, that's on the, the north side of, the, of town and we're gonna be there all day, we'll have lunch. And so it's a shooting facility that has uh, an outdoor shotgun range, an indoor rifle pistol range, and uh, a separate classroom area. And so the morning will be in the classroom. Uh, we'll be using instruments, like I said, on non-firearm uh, sources, such as the you know balloons and mousetraps. And then the afternoon, we're going to move into the firing range and do live fire measurements. Uh, and also just kind of that poetic learning of just handling a, a suppressed and unsuppressed um, firearm and using it and just experiencing the difference. Um, obviously, the unsuppressed will have uh, hearing protection on, so it's not totally uh, one for one, but uh, it's going to be on Thursday. It's going to be all day. So it's at the end of the conference. We did it on a Thursday because the the range will be a lot busier on the weekend. Uh, so this way we can have it more to ourselves, have a more controlled environment, uh, not feel like we're, we're rushed or moving around other, other shooters. We're going to have a whole section just to ourselves to be doing this exercise. And one of the things that I'm excited about is at, at, after everything's done with the learning and the, uh, and the classrooms and the shooting uh, in the event, it, we're going to open it up to kind of have a free, not a free for all, but kind of you can shoot whatever guns that they have available. And I, as I understand, they have some fully automatic and, um, you know, exotic type weapons that you can use and shoot as much as you want, you know. We're, we're paying for some of it. And then I think there's, uh, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong, there's going to be an opportunity to, to pay for ammo. Is that right? Yeah, I think we're going to set aside like, you know, an hour at the end and, and people can, can uh, you know, purchase some ammo from the facility and try out some things. And, uh, you know, fully automatic is kind of a, a novelty outside of the, the military, but it does make for a very interesting measurement um, exercise because you can then see the peaks on the waveform and you can look at cyclic rates. Um, things like that, how you get uh, reflections uh, working with each other. So there are some some really interesting uh, aspects to learn from with uh, a fully automatic system as well. Yeah, and it, I, I don't know how quickly this PDC is selling out, but I know most of the technical tours sell out immediately. And I think that this is going to be a very fun event with classroom components and hands-on components, as my colleagues were talking about. But I feel like this this one's going to sell out pretty quickly. So sign. I hope people sign up quick um, soon. And what was our number? Our our final number that it, we. That was my question. What's the What's the limit? How many people can actually sign up for this class? I think it was twenty four. Okay. Yeah, we kept it to the smallest that was available. Uh, again, just for managing safety and moving parts and on that. So yeah, it is a it is a very limited uh, number that'll be able to participate in this one. Yeah, and this is the first time we're doing it uh, in this format. So I assume if this one goes really well and uh, the, we want to continue the classroom, I mean, this uh, event, we'll, we'll do it at each of these uh, AIHA Connect events is my hope. So more and more people can participate.
and perhaps we can move it to skeet shooting or continuing live firing. I'd like to have you uh, share with us uh, just some of your past experiences with, you know, with your earlier incarnations of delivering this class and uh, what you learned from that. Yeah, we, we performed a similar learning event at our Deep South section, uh, local section, where we had four teams of four uh, participate in a skeet shooting event. Um, each participant got to shoot 50 times or try to shoot clays um, 50 times each. They wore, one participant wore a noise dosimeter and the sound level meter was also used. Uh, so after the learning sessions in the morning, we went out and shot and had a good time shooting. And then we downloaded the data and then we evaluated it and had a, a live roundtable discussion around what what does this data mean? What's useful on impact and impulse noise and what is not useful on impact and impulse noise? And as a side note, we had a good time with best shot, best team, uh, first place team. And then we had a, a good one with uh, the worst shot. And it was, it was a lot of worst fun. Shot. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that title. Well, you get a prize, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it's not a prize you want. Better than the second worst shot. Yeah. Right. I think the the big takeaway here is this is not just for military or police involvement. You know, we're not we're not just focused on firearm protect. You know, hearing protection or uh, measurements. This is applicable to all industries that have any type of impulse or impact noise, and you can really learn a lot from it. We expect so. Yeah, and in. Most industrial settings, I'll, I'll say this again, is a is a is a non-Gaussian um, work environment, meaning that it has peaks and valleys and impulse and impact noise. So most industry has the need to accurately measure impact and impulse noise. It's just not talked about a lot. And I, I can't stress enough the limitations of some of our equipment that we're going to get into and really explore and then give some interim uh, ideas and then tell you where the industry's going, the equipment industry's going with trying to um, adapt and accurately measure impulse and impact noise. Yeah, I think what what what, uh, what Chris is kind of alluding to is the, the problem of false positives uh, when it comes to impulse noise in, in the industrial setting. Uh, that's certainly gonna be something we're gonna discuss and how do you distinguish false positives? Uh, and then when you think you have actual impulse noise, how do you switch from dosimetry to a sound level meter that can actually give you some results that are meaningful? And then how do you evaluate that in terms of protecting worker hearing? Excellent. Well, gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the show. Uh, and best, you know, best of luck with your upcoming uh, training session, uh, PDC, at the uh, national event this year. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Bob. So that's our show for this week. Until next time, I'm Bob Krell. Stay healthy.